Inspiring you to set the marketplace ablaze in partnership with an awesome and limitless God. This is the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Podcast, and this isn't business as usual. Here's your host and Chief Fire Igniter, Shay Vines. Welcome back to the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. This is your host, Shay Vines, and our goal here is to inspire you to operate your business completely yielded and in partnership with our awesome and limitless God. Today's conversation is with Samaria Colbert, a licensed mental health therapist and founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. Samaria's approach to therapy integrates the truth of the kingdom of God through mental health, inner healing and deliverance, so that complete healing and wholeness is achieved through Jesus Christ. We talk today about how the Holy Spirit has really taught her and guided her in her client engagement, as well as in the operations of her business. You'll hear how he has been her chief strategy officer, her chief marketing officer, and so much more. It's really a story about the power of partnering with God's presence, being faithful and obedient, and really trusting him to be the source of your provision. But before we get started, I want to make sure you know all about our Firestarter School. Firestarter School walks you through key foundations and practical applications that will help you to confidently partner with God at greater levels in your business. It's all about positioning you to experience his best and have a greater kingdom impact in the marketplace. It's an MP3 audio course available via mobile app. So I guess you can say it's like having me as a mentor in your pocket. I truly believe that if you are a listener of this podcast and you enjoy what you're hearing and learning, you are going to want to grab Firestarter School. And guess what? Lifetime access to the course is available at the price of your choice. And yes, you heard that correctly. So head on over to our website at kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com slash Firestarter School and get all the details. Now let's get started with my conversation today with Samaria Colbert. Listen in and enjoy. Samaria Colbert, how are you, sis? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so funny. You're like, thanks for having me back. And no one got to hear the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I... <laughs> but here we are again. Yeah, yes, we are. We are. <laughs> yes. And it's, so it's really good to see you again. And so I just wanted to have a chat with you about, you know, what it's been like and the work that you do, uh, doing it in partnership with God and just kind of the the faith in the growth journey along the way. And so let's start by having you share, you know, what it is right now that you do in business. Well, I'm a licensed therapist and I am the CEO and founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. We are a faith-based organization. Uh, we see individuals who have emotional and mental health wounds um, and we integrate biblical strategies. So it's still uh, considered mental health treatment, but I believe that most counseling strategies and even mental health healing and recovery is founded through the word of God. Yeah. And so we integrate all that into my practice. And so I serve individuals, children's families, um, other uh, professional leaders and ministry leaders from that vein of healing through um, he healing mental health through uh, biblical strategies. So. That's so good. And so you have clients that range from the little ones to yes. adults. Ah, that's yeah. interesting. Okay. So that's it cool. Is. And how long have you been doing this? So I've been in the mental health field in different capacities since 2006. I've been in private practice almost four years. Um, but like I said, the mental health field in different capacities. I work in patient hospitals. I worked in crisis units. I worked with other uh, community-based mental health uh, agencies. And then eventually, um, thank the Lord, was blessed to be able to have my own business. So 
Yeah. yeah. And s- before we hit record, I was catching up with you on, you know, the shifts with the pandemic. And so you were sharing how, because I know you had a brick and mortar space and you like to yeah. see your clients face-to-face, not like face-to-face yeah. via Zoom, but, face- right. <laughs> but face-to-face in, in the office. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so you had to do yeah. a quick pivot. Yes. Like literally very quick. It is not easy because now I just say, okay, we're going to see each other. We're going to see you on telehealth now. It's like my contracts. It's more like my paperwork. All those things have to be electronic now. I'm used to just like handing your paperwork and then coming to your appointment. This is where we are and all that. So it's a little bit of, it was a a good change though. I was telling you it was a good change. It was a forced change upon me because I like, I like being in the room with people and, yes. and, and seeing your face, but I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to have that change actually because now it's, it's a broadening my scope and I can see people who may not necessarily be in the same city as me. Right. Maybe they're two hours or three hours away and I don't have to say, oh, let me see you. Let me find you a counselor in your area. And I'm like, okay, sure. We can do telehealth. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And so you're fine. Yeah. So I'm curious then. So now that you're experiencing the difference, Mm-hmm. How so? How does it feel for you doing telehealth in terms of your your engagement with with your uh, with your clients? Is it does it feel the same? Does it feel really different? What are you experiencing? There's some things that are very much the same, particularly when I do the the video. There's some contracts that I have or some clients they say I I can't figure out this Zoom thing or whatever. Like I'm going to see you over the phone. Yeah. So uh, but a lot of times, uh, but most of the time it's, it's very similar. Even with my kids, uh, I can like flip my screen and we can go over like coping skills and pull up like some kind of a book or something. So it's, it's I mean for me it's been a it's a, been a good change. I was like I was telling you I was fighting and screaming going into it, but it's been a good change. The only major difference is I've had to tell people. Listen, when you have your counseling session, it is an actual session. We are working on your mental health care. Like I have people say, oh, I went to the grocery store, something <laughs> like that. Listen, <laughs> please make sure you, it's confidential. It's HIPAA compliant. I, it's on my end, I'm in a private office. Like, um, please don't have like you know, if, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom or sit in your car, that's okay. Now we're going to the grocery store, talking about your trauma. Like we're talking about the, your deep pain and stuff, and you're like picking out bread and eggs, like. <laughs> I would advise try not to do that. That is <laughs> you know, hilarious. I have them in the Walmart right now. Let's go, you know, but we can still have it. I'm like, listen, I'll, let's call you back or schedule again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I understand multitasking, but not quite, you know, not quite that much because it is, it is a health care. It is health care. Like when you go to your primary care doctor, it's health care. You talk about personal things about your health. When you come to your mental health, it's the same thing, but we're talking about your mental health. So we may talk about painful things and you don't want to stranger that's checking you out knowing about that <laughs> yeah know, that's so funny it's an adjustment for them it's like right. wait i gotta treat this the same way <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think i had to tell people that i just like you know because it's just you just don't think about it because i've never had to have an experience like face to face you're in my office it's fine you know and i'm like okay well make sure <laughs> that is hilarious that's so okay. funny <laughs> it is so hilarious. i'm curious i'm curious uh-huh. about because you said on the front end there about you were talking about mental health and mm-hmm. and kind of you know the emotional aspects. You were talking about focusing it from a a biblical perspective and how the, the wisdom of the kingdom absolutely applies in this space. And right. I'm curious to know the backstory behind that. Like, did you is this something that the Lord was pointing out to you as you were in your studies in this area. Like, tell me the story about what was going on that even brought you to a place where you didn't separate your field of study from the word of God. Like, tell me how that came about. 
Oh, that's a really good question. Well, it started, uh, God just started planting seeds. I didn't have it all together when I was going to school. I just thought I would go to school. I knew that I had a gift to counsel people. But, um, <clears throat> and so I, I kind of went into that vein, graduated, went to school. I mean, of course, went to school. I mean, graduated, started working in different fields um, or different capacities. And what I've learned is that what I observed was that the clients that I had a faith, that had a faith background, even if they didn't want to necessarily strong in their faith, um, when we started implementing some biblical stuff, I saw a rapid change. Like, I've been doing this for a long time. The type of clients I've seen for like five and six years in the field, like when I was working for someone else. And then I would notice those who, who had this faith background or, or identified as Christian, really solid in their faith and pursuing God, I may see them six months or less. And so wow. I started seeing the difference. And then my own journey, like for me, I, I said, for me becoming a counselor, it wasn't just like book knowledge. It was, it was of course, going to school, getting licensed, book knowledge. It was uh, working through my own healing, my own wholeness as an individual, but using scripture for that. And then seeing the major differences between the clients that I'm seeing, their backgrounds, and knowing that there was more. Because what happens is in the secular arena, whether they want to tell you it or not, they're not telling you about healing. They don't believe in it. They're telling you about coping. So coping is like a Band-Aid. It just helps you to uh, to kind of like lessen your symptoms, kind of maintain a certain uh, uh, um, stability of life. Life is going to happen. You're going to see some triggers and you're going to see some um, um, when you when your symptoms are going to be exacerbated. And but but you're never going to be healed. You just have to learn the coping skills that work for you. And that's the reoccurring theme of any other strategy that's not Christian. Um, so as I was beginning to study and seeing all this, I also began, as I studied the word of God, the Lord began to point out to me how most of the counseling strategies that the world uses, they're actually founded in the Bible. What renders it powerless is that they take out Jesus. Wow. And they take out the blood and they take out healing. So you may have a pseudo spirituality that's based upon new age, but it's not within the blood of Christ. And so if we simply, all we do is take the strategies that they've already taught us Find it in the word of God. If it's not in the word of God, then we can't use it. Find it in the word of God and put Christ in his healing virtue back where it belongs. And then we start seeing healing and change. It's still a process. You know, you're not going to like, I'm not like the person you're going to go to one session and you're healed and set free. But unless you are. <laughs> right. I wish. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, it's using the Holy Spirit, letting him guide us. But not, but not taking out Christ, and because that's what He came to do. The Bible says, I think in Isaiah sixty-four, He came to, to set the captives free. He came for the, those who are wounded, who were captive, who are who are brokenhearted. And brokenhearted is not just a heart; it's not a physical heart condition. It's a emotional, mental, spiritual uh, heart condition. That's why Jesus Christ came. And so, if we just simply, it's just like it's all right there. And so that's how I begin to start my own practice. I really want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, or at least give the Holy Spirit room a lot more than what I do work for someone else, but also seeing this change. And then God gave me all these strategies and, and just, I'm a studier. Like I don't watch television. I don't, <laughs> I'm like the most boring person. Like I don't, I'm not like trying to figure out what's the latest and greatest. I'm like studying and reading and all this kind of thing that he just started showing me in his word. I, in my own journey of healing, have been healed, holding, set free, but I get to take other people along that journey, but I don't have to like, take God out of it, put him on a shelf somewhere, put the Holy Spirit on a shelf somewhere. I'm going to try to heal you through this, just meditating and, and going inside myself and affirmations and CBT, all these strategies they teach us that just, they're just going to give you band-aids. And I want to set people, 
I want to see set. Excuse me. I want to see people healed and set free. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see you the next five and six. Well, it doesn't mean. But I said it doesn't mean I don't love people. But I don't want you <laughs> to be talking about the same thing six. I want to see you free and whole, and not need to see me six yes. years from now. And that's yeah. what Jesus does. Yes, he, that is love. That is love. Yeah. Right. He healed you. I don't want you to be dependent upon me. But if you go through a system without Christ, the reality is you become dependent upon it. I've had clients I used to work with. They start seeing therapists when they're five and six, they're 40 and 50, seeing the therapist for the same issue. And it's just to me, that's just a cycle. And we got to break it. And the only way to break it is through Christ. So. Anyway, I'm, so good. you asked me really good questions. I'm like long with it, but I'm sorry. No, no, that's, that's, that is all goodness. It does raise a question for me though. Right. So, so I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, all right, so with your clients who are believers, you can mm-hmm. overtly have this conversation around the power of the Holy Spirit, around, you know, the blood of Jesus and, and his desire for, 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 to be healed, whole, set free and all of that stuff. I'm, I don't think that you do. You don't advertise your company as like, I only like <laughs> it's, it's all no. for Christmas, which means you have clients who yeah. are not believers or yeah. who, or maybe they are, but you just didn't know it because they didn't right. reveal that. And so I'm wondering, what does this look like for you to bring this like kingdom culture, this, like this understanding that you have that's rooted in the kingdom to clients uh, who don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that Jesus is Lord and Savior. Right. Well, you know what? I Because of my experience, and I do thank God for that. I thank God for my experiences working with everyone coming through the door. You know, I don't think I would have had that experience if I only went to Christian school and saw the Christians. I welcome <laughs> everyone from every walk of life. You name it, they probably have, I've seen them, we're cool, like it's okay. Um, what I have learned is everyone has a hunger for God at some point. You have, do have to meet people where they are. And there isn't such thing as being pushy, pushing your agenda, pushing your um, pushing your faith on someone else. So I just meet people where they are. Um, usually it is the Holy Spirit who does the work. And we don't. And sometimes when it comes to someone who doesn't have an orientation, maybe they don't understand um, certain things. They, are, they always have a hunger. And you have to slowly, not offend them, but slowly bring them to that place. Even if it's nothing more than telling them that you have a future and you have a purpose. And it's greater than you. Like we don't have to like break down and go to and go really heavy, heavy, heavy. Most of the right. time, I don't really go heavy, heavy unless the Holy Spirit really is moving in that direction. Yeah, we just meet them where they are at, at any given moment, and they don't feel judged. They don't feel because that's why they're you know here in the, they're in the first place. Um, but you just meet people where they are. And the same way I saw the clients who had struggles when I was working in that inpatient hospital, the same way I see clients on the outside, but just being familiar, treating people with kindness. When you walk with the anointing of God on your life, you don't have to make an advertisement. You don't have to buy a T-shirt. The Holy Spirit is moving here. I'm a, you know, I'm a Christian-based therapist. They know it. They know. They, even, I've had clients, I never said anything. They just walked into my office and they were like at peace. And at the end of the session, and we may not even talk about anything about God, they were like, something different about you. Yeah. Or I've had people say, are you a Christian? Like, or, or just that's why it's so peaceful in here. I don't want to leave, but yes. I anoint my office. I anoint my space so the Holy Spirit has room. And you meet people where they are. Jesus did it. Apostle Paul did it. These are our examples. Jesus was not like only hanging around the church folk and his own disciples. He hung around sinners. He was hanging around tax collectors and people who are considered immoral and all these kind of things. And I think I use that as my um, as my mantra 
who I will, of, of how I do um, counseling. And I think counseling is a ministry. So I just, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't bad, bad, bother me at all. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so good. And I love what you said there, which, which I think is really important, which is, he said, I don't, I go, I meet them where they're at and I go as far as Holy Spirit leads me to go. Right. So yeah. it's almost like you don't have to go into any session with any assumption that you should or should not do any particular thing right. because you have the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God with you as you work with clients. And so you can follow his leading. You may end up in a conversation that you didn't even anticipate. Right. Yeah. Going in for it to go yeah, quite absolutely. like that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. They can tell me anything. I, you know, I jokingly tell my client, listen, I've done this forever. Like you don't have, there's nothing you can tell me that'll make my bottom mouth drop to the floor. And I'm like, oh my God, you shouldn't believe saying that. You know, it's a non-judgmental zone because if we don't know, if I don't know what the truth is, if you don't feel comfortable telling me a whole truth, you feel like you have to come to your therapist and be like super Christian, then I'm not the therapist for you. Like go That's like good. down the street. Like I, you, we are going to be real as real can be. Whatever your struggles are, whatever it is, it's someone else's struggle the same way. I probably heard it. I mean, yes. you know. Put it on the table. Okay. Put it on the table. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get a lecture from me <laughs> about, you know, you shouldn't do that because that's not going to help you, you know, but we, su- we should see lasting change. I'm not just going to be like the person that's like agreeing with everything and like, oh, you're great. Like, you know, we're, we're slowly working towards healing and change. Yeah. So good. Do you have like a favorite story that comes to mind that you can share where... Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit just like gave you an insight, like something that you never would have known on your own, but gave you an insight or an instruction that when you said yes to that and then did what he showed you to do, that there was a breakthrough. Yes. Uh, I, I told the story about again. I had a client that, um, that uh, was diagnosed with severe trauma. Just, I mean, you just name it. It was like, it was extreme. And, um, she was diagnosed with what we call disassociative identity disorder. It used to be called multiple personality disorders. That is a disorder is really birthed through trauma. Um, <clears throat> and what happened, so she had disassociative identity disorder. That means she would switch off and have these different personalities. And at the time, I was actually working at, a, at an agency. And so what happened was, um, they're like, oh, Samira, you're the trauma person. We're going to send this client to you. And I was like, excuse me? Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I work with trauma, but not someone who's like switches in that personality. Like they're, they're, their personality completely changes. They're a different person. So what, that was a uh, new that was new for you, right? So a new idea. I think you can like be talking to one. Let's say the person's name hypothetically is Jane. You can be talking to Jane. Jane will switch off and turn into Joe, and then switch off and turn into Janice. I mean, it, it's kind of like that. That that real, <clears throat> depending upon the acuity level. So I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so I go into the session. Um, uh, with the client after I meet with her, and people are like, oh my gosh, it's really bad. Cause, you know, I'm like, they didn't say it, but they were kind of implying that it was going to be like a situation. So I'm sitting there, I finally meet with her. It turns out she really loved God. She loved God. Not only did she love God, she um, just had a lot of trauma. And so what happens, and I always tell people, this is because you become a, become a Christian and you confess Christ as your savior doesn't mean like everything you've gone through and all the, like all of a sudden it's just over. Like sometimes you still have to work through the healing process. Yeah. So we're in this session and um, something happened like right before, um, uh, right before she came, I think she was nervous to meet with me. And so she like, it triggered her to a, to a different personality. And so that personality was like a little girl. She's like, I'm so scared. And so I'm like, okay, you know, we're sitting in session and the Holy Spirit just says, just sing to her. 
Now, mind you, um, that's not something <laughs> I like to sing, but that's not something therapists do. Like, we don't just like sing to our clients. He was just like, sing Jesus loves me. I was like, oh. <laughs> he said, sing Jesus loves me. Sing Jesus loves me. And I was like, excuse me, Jesus. Like, I'm sitting there, like, the conversation. Wait a minute. Like, I'm like, you know, I had these books in DSM 5, and like, you know, I know, I know, like, this is not normal. And so I'm like, okay, let's sing a song. And I start singing Jesus. So I start singing Jesus loves me. And she said, that's always been my favorite song. That's always been my favorite song. And so we sat and we colored and we sang Jesus loves me the whole time. It was a very, I mean, I can't explain it, but it was a very powerful session. I felt like the, I felt like God just illuminated the whole session. And she loves my favorite song. That's my favorite song. And so um, long short of it, God really did a whole work in her life. And it wasn't it wasn't me. I tell people I'm not the expert, but uh, it was a really good relationship as far as therapeutically. And I saw God change to the point where I believe she was healed from DID, like disassociative. She wasn't switching off. She was able to handle like anxieties and fears and talk about all these things that she'd gone through without like this that switch or that disassociate thing that happens when she becomes a different person. But it was really just being in session, hearing from God and meeting her where she was. And um, she completely changed, completely like was before love God was more of like a, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, being a Christian who was active in their relationship is not the same as just being a Christian. You have to be right. Active. But she became an active Christian, reading, studying, falling in love with God. Um, and it really, really was like as one of the most profound transformations that I have seen. I've seen in like a really long time, but it just started that one session and me singing <laughs> and being so obedient. Good. I was like, gosh, she's gonna like laugh at me. What is this doing? <laughs> like, why are you singing? <laughs> like another another somebody could show and be like, why are you singing? <laughs> right, you know, so I was trying to real soft so no I would like go past my office. Like, what in the world? <laughs> but it worked out and it worked out and I knew that it was God when she said when she said that that's always my favorite song oh it was like okay I'm thank you <laughs> that's so confirmation. good confirmation that's so good okay so yeah. we've talked about kind of the client engagement aspect of the work that you do I want to talk about kind of like the back-end stuff so like you know, there's a whole business growth process. There's right. there's the whole all the behind the scenes type stuff. So what does it look like for you to really partner with God and just be led and empowered by the Holy Spirit and just like the back in the back office operational aspects right. of your business? Yeah, that's been a, a major growth in the last few years. Started, when God told, I had planned on starting my business for many years. I, I got, like, well, you're supposed to save money. You're supposed to have six months worth of, you know, collateral. And I knew I wanted to have an office space, all these things. When God finally gave me the go <laughs> to, to start my business, I literally had no money. Like I was, and he was like, Big years. okay, we're going to, we're going to go look for office space now. Excuse me. Like, are you kidding? So it, it long, it was this miracle after miracle. I got office space. I wasn't really sure how it was, but I knew I heard from God and I felt peace about it. You know, I got one client and I got another client. So that has been a major, like just trusting God, even with this COVID walking in peace because God birthed my business. I don't have to figure it out. He already has. It. But okay. We can't, we can't breeze by some of this stuff. Hold on. We're right. going back. We're going back. <laughs> Because I need to hear more. You said that uh, when you finally got the go right. to open up the office, a brick and mortar space for your yeah. business, you had no money. zero no money. money. And I'm right. going to need us to unpack that story a little bit. Right. And tell me, 
like take me back there and how you were walking that out with God and what he did as you were just following his lead. Like, let's go back there. Break yeah, that down for me. A, yeah. A friend of mine had invited me. Well, she had an office like literally right down the street from where my office is. And so she was showing me around and I felt this peace come over me. And I, like I said, I've been planning it. I felt peace come over me. I was leaving her office and I felt the Lord. It's almost like he whispered to me, it's time. It's time. Go find that office space. When I went to look for the office space that, um, that I wanted, they already had someone, there's like a waiting list and they already had someone actually in that space. Mind you, I don't have the, I don't have the collateral, I don't have the money, but like, that's my space. And so I'm like praying, okay, God, if this is, if this is really you, uh, I get, I call the guy, I was like, listen, I just, I know that you guys are booked up and there's a waiting list, um, but I want the space. And so if someone doesn't come through, he's like, oh, well, you, you know what? Um, the person that was supposed to get your office space, he hasn't, he hasn't uh, responded to my call. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's go see it. So I'm like, okay, thank you, Jesus. So what I ended up having to do, just even to get the, it was like riding on faith. I took money that I didn't have basically, put a uh, security deposit down, started doing things like just getting it together. Um, I ended up getting a client very early on and getting another client that helped me to actually pay for my rent. Okay. But I did not. And then it slowly increased. What ended up happening was money would come from different places that I wasn't anticipating. Yes. Like I'm an author. And so, you know, as an author, sometimes you sell books and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have months where it's dead and sometimes you get like a really nice check. So yes. um, all of a sudden, like I had cl- a couple clients, maybe one or two, they were helping me out and I was seeing a couple on the weekends. And then these book sales just started coming in and it was like the amount that I needed to pay my rent. And so it just kept going and progressing from there. I started learning about um, my contracts. I go to a really awesome church. My pastor's prophetic. Um, and so I knew I wanted to do contracts for my business. When I first started applying for them, I was like in the middle of the year, it was like no, it was denial of everything. And so again, a couple months down the line, my pastor said, this is the year for contracts. You need to go apply for contracts. I applied for every, every contract I got, I was approved for. Come like, on. So I'm, I'm, I'm used to getting like zero and we're denial. We're not accepting to, I mean, I literally have like over 20 some all contracts now. So when it's your time, when God has it for you, you still have to put work uh, action towards your faith. You can't say I'm having faith. You had to apply. You had to apply. Right. You have to, apply. <laughs> you have, to have some faith and, yeah. and some works to, you know, to back it up. You can't just have faith and it's sitting, you know, faith and yes. it's not, it's not, it's not it. But God just kept opening up doors, opening up doors. And, um, and sometimes he would even tell me what to do next. My business was expanding. He was like, this is what I need you to do next. Are you about to move to a bigger office space? You need to go here and do this next. And, and at the time there was no, there was no need for me to move to a bigger space. I'm, I'm doing fine now. Then he's like, you're going to move. So I moved to a bigger space. I ended up seeing more clients and I needed that bigger space because I needed more room. Yes. So it's like really being in tune with what God is doing, hearing his voice and following peace. Because, you know, there's all, whenever you do something new, there's always going to be some little bit of anxiety. Like, oh my, am I really hearing from God? But really it was overwhelming peace. And I just felt confident. Even if I didn't have any money, old me would have been like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like I'm a planner. I had plan A, plan B, plan C, and then plan C don't work, D and E. Like I know what I'm no. He he waited to all my plans were like like plans who? <laughs> but it was him. It was all and he was I mean That was my life. I understand. Right. Yeah, I, I, I keep saying God is in the details because God would just tell me to do something and I would do it. But he wouldn't tell me why. That's the thing about it. Sometimes God tells you to be obedient. He doesn't tell you why. He doesn't say, well, this in six months, this is going to be, and you're going to need to be prepared. This hour, he did not, he just tells you to do it. So I would just be like, I just got used to being obedient for the first time. 
and not and not allowing fear to overwhelm me, but being able to be like, okay, this is what God wants me to do. Just do it. Don't ask questions, and just and I still have peace about it. And yeah. that's the whole thing. Of, and it just the one thing after the other thing after other, and even the clients that I saw. I, it was like a divine. These are the clients that I'm supposed to see. You know, and that's different when you first start a business. You want us to see anybody because you just right. like got clients. <laughs> like, ooh, I, I got to make this rent, but no, like not being able to, but seeing clients that I'm supposed to see. I'm supposed to be in your life and pouring to you for whatever reason. Even if it's only a few sessions, we're supposed to meet, and that's it. You know, and it's not about me, but all that is orchestrated by God. So yeah. I'm just really grateful. I don't know if I answered your question. Oh my lord, you did. <laughs> When it is God, he just does it. He does it. We still, we participate in the plan that he has. That's right. But he's the one who ultimately does it. He gives us rest. I'm not up like, oh my God, what am I going to do? 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 No. Like you got, you give me this business. He'll give you the strategy. He knows the answers. He knows the answers to the prayers that were before we even ask it. That's right. So he just like really just submitting to him and, for me, business is more like is is a, it's a faith walk, you know. Because in being in business, you could like, as we know with this COVID, you can have a business one day and, and not the next. Not have it tomorrow. But with God, He is the ultimate. God, this is your business. You birthed it. If you want me to have it, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna do my part. But it's right. yours. It you keep doing you. you. I'll do me. Right. You do me. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's really good. That's, that's, that's really good. I love that so much. What about from the perspective, you know, you had mentioned how, uh, when you started that the tendency would be just like, gosh, any client, you know, any client come on in the door, but it was like, but it was like, it was like a divine orchestration of the right clients. What does it look like? I mean, that was in the beginning, but even now, when you think about how you approach marketing your mm-hmm. business and all of those things, how has God been in the details of that aspect of your business growth? Oh, wow. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, he's, he, <laughs> it's funny how God does things. He started sending me a completely di- different demographic. Like um, most people know me as a trauma therapist. Like that's, I only want to work with people, children, family, the individual experience trauma. Mm-hmm. What happened was without me advertising, without me putting a note on any of my websites or on my whatever's I have, whatever marketing I had, because, you know, you're supposed to market towards your ideal audience. Right, say, right. Um, I started seeing ministry leaders and other professionals in the field. So that means other therapists, other uh, people who are in ministry, people who are um, leaders within a particular field, within that particular field of practice. Most of them did not have a trauma background. But I knew I was supposed to see them. And so without me even advertising, God opened up his other door to see other leaders. Because what God began to tell me is that oftentimes leaders are people who are put in positions of authority. They're gifted. They're talented. They naturally have ability, but they may have wounds on the inside of them. Yes. Um, and that he had kind of positioned me to also begin to do counseling with these individuals. On the back end, we talk about doing things. I've always been kind of um, studying that and preparing and uh, which I didn't know so what I was preparing for, but that's always been an interest of mine. Um, and so when I started my business, the first maybe six months to a year, the trauma people, all these other people just started showing up like medical doctors and all these other people. <laughs> I'm like, and like, uh, I got pastors, I had like ministers. 
And I was like, huh? Like, I thought that was like, and I just thought, because I, I do offer even um, uh, sessions as well. So I'm thinking like these people don't have to use their PDO and that's just why they're coming to me. Right. And, <laughs> and I like, but I kept seeing the same demographic. And so when we talk about, again, I, I keep, I go back to the Lord and how he does things. Like I already been prepared to see this, this demographic. Yes. I just didn't know I was preparing but like literally my whole, the, the demographic of who I see completely shifted. All these other other professionals were in my office for different reasons. Really a lot of um, some emotional wounds that, that they never dealt with, but they still yeah. had leadership. And that was like just him. It wasn't marketing or like I said, when I wouldn't put no, I wouldn't say I'm the person that's going to see if you're a professional or you're a leader within this demographic. He just like started showing me. And, and they just started showing up. <laughs> wow. So, I'm we curious. Have our plan. Yeah. I'm curious about this because I yeah. also know that you have, um, like, so you wrote a book kind of around this topic. Did, did Was that birthed out of after he had made this shift and now you've started working with all of these people, then that was birthed out of that? Or had he already started talking to you about that stuff and you had already had a book out and then all of a sudden you're seeing a shift in the demographics? I'm curious to know. Yeah, how it- it's a little bit. It's a little bit of both. From when I write, I don't necessarily always write like counseling books. Sometimes I write books about like ministry and leadership development and developing a ministry and your into your call and things. That's completely separate. I always thought it was separate from. You thought it was um, separate <laughs> from from counseling. So I've always kind of done that. Um, uh, as well, you know, and that's just another side. I thought maybe one day when I'm not a counselor, I'll do something else in ministry for, you know, per se. <laughs> and I've written a lot of books just around that, studying the prophetic, studying um, and how God processes us and things of that nature. What ends up happening when these, when these individuals started showing up, he was showing me all the different things that he had taught me behind the scenes was, was relevant to the people that he was putting in my office. But I, and I wrote a book called, I ended up writing a book and a, a whole curriculum. Uh, well, to give you a backstory, um, because I've been in, in the field for so long, I always knew that I would train, even supervise other uh, clinicians to get their licensure. So I always knew I would do like trainings and stuff like that. Um, and so I did that. But what ended up happening was when I, uh, I wrote a book after seeing these individuals come into my office, and that book is entitled Broken Trying to Lead. And it's, a, it's an intricate study of people who are, again, who are in leadership positions, but how often they have never dealt with their emotional wounds. But that came right. as a result of seeing all these individuals and how oftentimes we are mostly spiritually, even mentally broken. And we don't, um, we don't deal with these wounds, but we're still in position. How do you navigate that? Because when you're in yeah. a leadership position, people have a different expectation of you than if you're someone who has an emotional wound and you're by yourself or you just have your family. Now you got a whole organization or whole ministry to deal yes, with. Yes, you're a public figure. Right, you're a public figure. <laughs> yes. And there's a certain there's more pressure on there, but you still yes. have not dealt with the brokenness. And so he began to talk to me a lot about that. So that last book was birthed through that, but the other ones that I may have written were not necessarily birthed through seeing um seeing these individuals. Yeah, but it's cool how you start to see a convergence of right. experiences of things that God puts on your heart put together and you're thinking, oh, this is that ministry, you know, and you right. that all of these things right. it's all related. come it's together all, and really yeah, it all comes together. Absolutely. That's so good. And the other thing that you said that caught my attention was, so you were talking about from a training perspective. So if I heard you correctly, you do training of people who do the same type of work as you. Is that what you said? Yeah. So um, the first training I ever wrote was called Couches and Conversations. Um, so what that is, is because I integrate uh, faith-based practices, 
faith-based practice into clinical practice. Um, yeah, so good. Um, um, which is a little different. Like, a lot of people do it, but there's not a lot who do cl- into clinical. Like people have clinical depression or clinical anxiety, and how do you integrate this in, this faith-based strategies and biblical strategies into clinical practice? And so I created a whole curriculum based upon that, based upon the work that I already been doing. So I did do like an online training course. Um, I had some books related to that. Um, some also uh, practical strategies that a person can implement with their clients. But I, that's the first training course that I created. And I really wanted to train other people, other people who are clinicians or counseling in any capacity. How do you do, how do you implement that into, um, into a, someone who has a clinical, uh, clinical issue? It excites me when I hear stories of people who have established kind of kingdom culture and influence in the work that they do and in, a, in, a, in an arena that may not, it does well, because most arenas don't normally function that way. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it's exciting to me to hear uh, people who are experiencing that in their own work, but then taking that and then mm-hmm. expanding because now it goes beyond you. Now it becomes industry influence. It's not just right. client influence. Now it becomes industry influence, right? Absolutely. I yeah. love that. That's so good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the reason why I did it is because I realized that I think as it catches traction, I'm not going to be the only one. I mean, I know that other people do it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be the only one who's going to be able to have to see these people. Like what if someone who's in Utah or, or someone's in, I don't know, Jamaica or yes. Texas or whatever, you should be able to implement certain strategies within your practice. And it has nothing to do with me. Just get the information, learn it and implement it because it works. It, these are strategies yes. because not because Samaria works, but because the Bible works. And the Bible yes. and the healing strategies about have been around for thousands of years. And it works. So um, and so I think that's really just being able to replicate yourself, but also like this is this is this is what the Lord tells us to do. This is our mandate. This is that's the right. mandate. This band-aid stuff and keep you in counseling for the last 30 years, that's not working, but that's the system that we've been given. But there has to be a different way. Listen. <laughs> that is rich, all of it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. This is so good. How do people uh, best connect with you? Mm-hmm. Well, I had the two main websites um, for myself. It's my full name, Samaria Colbert, and that's S A M A R I A C O L B E R T, SamariaColbert.com. Very simple. And they have a website and have all the resources and all that there. Um, to know more about my company, it's www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. So it's kingdomcreativecounseling, all one word.com. And you can go there. Um, and it has all my also contact information as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing. So, yeah. so good. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we encourage you to subscribe and spread the word. And don't forget, you can gain access to even more resources, plus a thriving community of fire starters by visiting our website at kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com.